Hello, I'm Anne Unsworth, and for years I've been crazy about all things horticultural. Welcome to the first episode of In the Weeds with Anne, a podcast about gardens, gardeners, plants and passion. This week I'm talking to Bridget Saunders, a self-confessed plantaholic and co-founder of The Garden House in Brighton, a place of energy and inspiration where people can learn about horticulture. I sat down with her in the Garden House studio to unearth what had inspired her to begin her gardening odyssey and to find out what she's currently up to. Bridget Saunders, who's an extremely keen gardener and known to everyone as Bridge. Hello, Bridge. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't tell you, I'm so delighted to be talking to you this afternoon because when I was thinking about starting, embarking on something like this, you were really the very first person I thought about to talk to about all of this stuff because you're so full of energy and enthusiasm and you're passionate about your garden and gardening and gardeners. And uh, I think to describe you as a keen gardener doesn't really cut it, does it? (laughs) Uh, Obsessed, I think, is probably more uh, more of an object, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's an obsession, definitely. definitely. So you're much more than just a gardener. Um, And so at the moment, how would you describe yourself? Oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Wow. How would I describe myself? That's really interesting, isn't it? Um, Wow. I mean, I suppose, how would I describe myself? I'd describe myself at the moment as... God, that's a difficult question. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very easy question. (laughs) Well, are you a gardener? Are you just a gardener? No. No. I don't think I am just a gardener. No. No. I think that I am... uh, I think I'm also a facilitator, I think, in getting Mm. people together to garden, I think. Um, I think I... My passion is about changing spaces, I think, and, oh. and making spaces. And and I like doing that with lots of people because I think so many people bring so many things, I suppose, to to that. So, yeah, I, mean, I suppose the thing I... I how I, did, I describe myself, I'm definitely a plantaholic. I'm very interested in plants. That's what I'm interested in. Yes. So my garden isn't designed. It's just a, a, a bit of a collection of plants, really. But I'm really interested in the plants themselves. I feel they all have personalities, and that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I am a gardener, but there's other aspects to it as well. Lovely. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll come on yeah. to all that yeah, as yeah. we go through the, and have a chat. So, but because for me, I would describe you as a communicator. Mm. You know, when I think about what you do, I think gardening, I think about the passion for plants, yeah. <laughs> very definitely. But it's that communication because you've got this passion for gardening, growing things. Um, and with other people from all walks of life, it seems. I mean, I, yes. I know one aspect of that, but it seems that throughout the weeks that you do yeah. your gardening work, there's all sorts of people that you come into contact with. But isn't that what's amazing about gardening, for me, is that it really cuts across all the classes. It cuts across everything. Yeah. You can garden whoever you are, mm. whether you have money, whether you don't have money, where you, wherever you come from, wherever you live, you can do some kind of gardening. And, yeah. and I think that's a rare rare in, in, in people's lives you know there aren't other things that do that in the same way and I think that's really special about gardening yeah really special yeah 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can embrace everybody, and that's that's what's so wonderful about it. Yes, I think. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, and so it's it's about all that. And the other thing that I sort of feel is that it's for you also. It's sort of not just about the physical aspect of gardening. It's about the benefits of benefits of physical gardening, yeah. which of course are exercise yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. well-being and all that kind of thing. Um, and your mental health. I mean, I, I do see as the more I garden, the more I see that that's sort of something that everybody benefits. I mean, just by being outside, yes. it's yes. great, isn't it? But the work yeah. and then being with other people, especially if you're doing... I mean, even on your own, it's fine. But I, certainly yeah. the kind of stuff you're trying to do is with other people always isn't it I think that I like to be in the garden on my own sometimes because obviously this garden's always often not always (laughs) often full of many people yes uh, doing various things (laughs) and you know and that's wonderful because they all seem to love being here but uh, I do like doing gardening on my own because I think it's so mindful it's something that really is very good for your mental health because it's very mindful yeah you know and it's very easy to get lost in it very quickly yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, time. You know, uh, there's so many distractions in life these days, isn't there? So yeah. many distractions. And I actually find being in the garden, you know, I don't feel distracted. I feel very uh, focused on what I'm doing. And that's really good for you. Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. like you say, you you get involved in, it's like in the flow, isn't it? You're kind of Absolutely, completely yes. absorbed in whatever very, it is you're it's doing. It's incredibly absorbing. Yeah. 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 It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's physical, mental and spiritual, if you like. We could yes, call it that, I, I guess, that whole mindfulness. Call it that. Yes, yeah, it certainly feeds that. the soul, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. definitely. So so in, there's your gardening, there's your communication, there's the teaching aspect of it, because that happens in the garden. And again, yeah. we'll come on to that. Um, it's sort of like, because you, you like to communicate that information as well about the practical side of it the theoretical side of it you offer all that in various ways here yeah I love to communicate about you know my knowledge I like to give that out I think it's really important not to keep your knowledge to yourself I think it's really important to give it out and tell because you know if you've got things you know you've got to tell people and I want to tell people because I get so much out of it myself yeah I really want to pass that on I mean it's been passed on to me by various people yes and I want to you know I want to pass it on so I find teaching really exciting yeah very very exciting I just think it's a great thing to be able to do and I love you know telling people about plants where they come from and how to look after them and I find that yeah I find that very exciting yeah lovely okay so and there's other things that you do as well just to kind of give the whole picture here because you like to travel and then incorporate that as part of what you do and you're a published author I am (laughs) yeah yes now I did write a book on allotment gardening about six years ago I believe it was yeah so I was commissioned to write a book on allotment gardening yeah which I enjoyed to a point but um at the end of it, I, d- I found it quite difficult at the end, to be honest with you. It wasn't really... How can I put it? I Well, I, I I started it and I really enjoyed it. And then when it got to the end, there's a lot of pressure to finish it. And I think it was about that, really. I mean, it's yeah. just a big thing to do. Yeah. And I was working full-time at the time. And I think it was all a bit much. But I yeah. do hope to write another book soon, actually. Ooh, well, watch this space. Yes, mm. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about okay and um so it's traveling you're this you're a writer um i know you love to cook i do and i would also say that you're an entrepreneur and businesswoman (laughs) yes let's add that in let's throw that into it um because you know it's beginning to sound like one of those amen andrews thing isn't it you know like (laughs) this is your life (laughs) 
stage of my life on here, don't you? <laughs> draw, draw a line on that one. But um, yeah. because that, the garden here, it's more than just a garden, isn't it? Yeah. It's developed into a business as well yeah. that yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're running yeah, yeah, and enjoying. Yeah, 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 so there's much. a lot to talk about, essentially, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Let's, for the moment, if it's all right with you, we'll come back to the garden itself right. and then look back perhaps at how you first got into gardening okay. a bit later. Yeah, so yeah. thinking about the garden, this is an established street in Brighton. It's kind of the western... No. Southern side of the city. Thank you. And it's like there's a very compact little but beautiful front garden that you've got. And it doesn't prepare you at all for what you get as you come down no, the path. A delightful surprise. Into yeah. the back. <laughs> yeah. So um, how long have you been here and what brought you here okay. in the first place? So we've been here for 19 years. And mm. what brought us here was that we were having dinner one night with our neighbours next door there. And they've got a nice garden and we were chatting away and I said, I'm so envious of your garden. And she said, well, if you think our garden's nice, look over the wall. And we looked over the wall and we saw this. We just oh, couldn't yeah. believe our eyes, yeah. of course. At the time we were living in our house that had a garden about as big as a kitchen table. Goodness. So we looked over the wall and we just were so bowled over. And the next day our neighbour phoned us and said, you'll never guess what, they're selling the house. That's unbelievable. And so we were very excited. And so we came round to look at the house, Goodness. which was in quite a bad state, uh, needing a lot of repair work. Yeah. And the garden also was very overgrown, but we saw it and it was just like the secret garden, really. It was just wow. amazing. It's very exciting. I mean, I would love to... The next day. I'd love to recapture that feeling of seeing it for the first time. Yeah. It's really exciting. Oh. So we saw it and... So I just said to my partner, we, we have to we have to have it. And it was <laughs> just a little bit. It was a time, it was very expensive and uh, we, we but we, we did have it and yeah. uh, we bought it. So it was the garden. It was that the garden that you sold here. it. But the house is lovely too, actually. It's yeah, very yeah. quirky. Oh, but I mean yeah. the garden, yes, of it's course. Lovely. Because okay. it's very unusual in Brighton to find something like that, because as you know, most of the, you know, it's very densely populated and there aren't many big gardens. So we were really lucky to find it. Yeah. 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 And it is a big garden. For Brighton, well, as it's you a third say. of an acre, the is plot. It? Okay. Altogether is a third of an acre. So, yes, I mean, that may be to some people sound not very big at all. Yeah. But for here, it is, yeah. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And do you know what the dimensions are? Have no, you? Oh, okay. can't remember. Yeah. No, third of an acre, though, that is Yeah, I think it's quite wide, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's about, mm, I can't remember how, how long it is, actually. And was it always this size bridge, or did it? It was bigger originally, apparently, oh, because okay. down at the bottom of the garden... Uh, there used to be another entrance because the houses behind here that were built after our road they weren't here then so there was another entrance and it was a bit bigger apparently okay but sadly there are no photos which is a real shame and we've looked for them but there aren't any yeah and somebody was suggesting it's because in those days people didn't really take photos of gardens much or domestic gardens right yeah so it's a shame isn't it and was it always a domestic garden it was a market garden back in the 1880s which was when it was built the house was built in the 1880s okay and it was run as a market garden from then it was run yes because this area was um had a lot of nurseries um things selling flowers and vegetables so there was a lot of lot of market gardens around here and also selling stuff or providing things for the pavilion as well so there's a lot of that a lot of market gardens right so it was run as a commercial concern it was run as a commercial concern yeah yeah but we haven't got much information about that we've we've traced everybody that used to live here right 
We had done that, but we haven't gone. We haven't gone beyond that really because we just haven't got round yeah. to it. But I'd like to do that one day. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. So yeah, it's run as a market garden at mm. one point. So that's I think why the terraces. You know, there's terraces here and all that, and I think they were. You know, they were run. They had strawberries on them, I think, oh. at one point. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Largely fruit then. Fruit there, but cut flowers as well, mm. apparently. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And was it... So it's always been laid out as terraces? Yeah. They were here when we came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were here when we came. And yeah. how did you start to tackle it then when you came in? Because you well. said it was needed attention um yeah and you were working full-time at that point i guess we both were yes yeah. we were so so basically what happened was when we first arrived we spent the first two years clearing the garden goodness. of glass lots of broken glass because they used to be they used to be glass houses here uh-huh so where we're sitting now there is a glass house right and there are also um if you look in the garden you can see there's all if old footings of the glass houses are there uh-huh. So all those raised beds out there were originally glasshouse footings. Oh, so I imagine I that there might have been peach. I keep imagining that there may have been sort of peach trees growing under glass on that on that south-facing wall over there. You know, I don't know where there were, but anyway. Mm. Um, but there was lots of broken glass because obviously all that had been taken down. So we spent absolutely months clearing away all that, and just cl- clearing it all. Really, it was mm. just a lot of. I mean, the people that lived here before were gardeners, mm. and they were very into it. But I think in the end, it all got a bit too much for them because yes. it's a great big space to manage yeah it is yeah and so there's a lot of clearing to do so that's what we did to begin with uh-huh. just got rid of everything strimmed it down and yeah. just got rid of it and that was sort of in the course of weekends i suppose and evenings yeah, when yeah. you had a bit of time yeah. and, and we made the pond in the evening with our children oh. i remember us putting down a piece of carpet in the pond to you know line it and our kids sort of rolling out in the bottom of the pond and, <laughs> you know us, us not having any money at all at the time because yeah. we were paying our big mortgage on the house and, yeah. and thinking oh the carpet in the pond is better than the carpet in the house you know <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah I mean we yeah I mean it was just fun you know it was all fun yeah. and we were quite a lot younger then it was fun to do yeah yeah lovely um so what buildings were in at that point? I mean, there was a lot of sort of glass, you've said, and the remains of things. Were there any of the buildings? No, no now? buildings. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. No, all the buildings here are things that we added. We, oh, the, sorry, the greenhouse was here. Ah. Yeah, the greenhouse was here. Where it, where it is now? Yeah, that was here. We inherited that off the people that lived here before. Yeah. Okay. So that was here. So that's kind of more or less in the centre of the garden? That's in the centre of the garden, yeah. Yeah, so that was here, but none of the other buildings. They're okay. all things we've had built or put up. Yeah. Yeah. And the garden faces south. south. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the benefit of it's yeah. like Westerns, the whole lot, really. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So the greenhouse was here, um, and then what came next? What were the buildings that you've got now? What came next after that? You've got sheds, you've got summer houses, you've yeah. got. Yeah, um, what came next? Well, I think the next thing that came was when I was 50. Which is a long while ago now. Um, we, my friends, all clubbed together and brought me in a summer house at the bottom of the garden down there, and that was quite a, a, a difficult thing that happened. Was that um, we were going to place it in a different position to where it is now? Yeah. And we started to put it up, and our garden is surrounded by lots of houses. Yeah. So um, basically, what was happening was that we, Graham, my partner, started to lay a foundation for the summer house and start to put up the summer house and one of the neighbours came out and was very very upset saying I just can't bear you to put that there I won't be able to see your garden <laughs> please don't put it there please don't put it there Aww. so my partner 
very, very kindly. He yes. said, all right, and went and built some more foundations at the bottom oh of the garden. Goodness. Yes, which was very nice of him. Yeah. So we had the summer house there. Yeah. And then after that, we decided we wanted to have... Oh, that's right. And the other thing that was here was was a tree house that Graham built for the children when mm-hmm. we first arrived. And he took... Uh, there's a big tree... Uh, just behind this building, and he he built a, a lovely treehouse in it. And then you've got a variety of other things. What other sort of things have you got in the garden? Okay, so first of all, we've got a, um, I call it the bus shelter. That's that a little kind of pergola, which is in our top garden. And when my mother died, my my dad gave me some money, and I bought that. So that's a really nice place for contemplation. Yeah, which I don't do a great deal of in the garden because obviously there's always something to do. But it's a lovely place to sit. So you can sit up there and look over the whole of the garden, and that's yeah. really really nice up there. Yeah. So we've had that. We've got that, and then we had this building in two thousand and nine we decided about this classroom so basically deborah my business partner and i went and chose um this room and this room is actually a stable for horses and that's why it's got these two stable doors one behind them one in the kitchen and so the idea was that we would open them up you know in the summer and so people could go out and we decided that this was a perfect building yeah so uh, Ray and my partner built the base for it in, in very cold weather in November. And then these guys came along and put it up. And uh, as I say, it's a stable, but it's been perfect, actually, for yeah. our, our requirements. And it's about, I think it's about, altogether, it's about 28 feet long, I think, and about, about ooh, how many wide is it? Probably about 10 foot wide, something like that. Yeah. So it's been great for our requirements We've got a kitchen out the back yeah. so we had that built and then we had a shelter outside the classroom built yeah which is also really nice by the same people so that ah. we could sit under there in the summer and it's just a nice little shelter to you know potter about and we also had a potting shed built by the same people because we want somewhere that we could actually do some you know some propagation as well which is a great you know one of the things i really enjoy doing yeah so we did that as well and then after that, there still wasn't enough space. It sounds like <laughs> one by, doesn't it? With sheds, but anyway, on the, and then we had a shed for our tools was built. So I think that was built a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've just got these buildings that we need to store things in, really. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't come across as a place that's sort of full of buildings. By no, any it doesn't. Because they're I'm spread, it, yeah, yeah, throughout yeah, the yeah. garden yeah. and where yeah. they're needed yes. and so on. So and we like everything to be painted black. That's our kind of thing, really. Okay. Um, this isn't painted black, but all the other buildings have been painted black. The sheds and things because they they in the winter time they look nice with the green of the evergreen plants. Yes, that seems to work quite well. So there's some that comes to help here called Keith who's absolutely brilliant and he says oh not another thing being painted black please and I go yes paint it black paint it black rolling stones actually, it looks, yeah paint it black yeah exactly so because I think it looks good with the as I say in the winter yeah provides some structure and I think it makes it look less sort of full of buildings yeah it's yeah. funny isn't it with black um as a background because I guess, you know, terracotta always looks very nice. Thinking about your pots. Yeah. Terracotta's always a lovely colour for pots. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then there's so many colours in garden centres yeah. now. There's, I mean, yeah. there's everything, yeah. isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Blues, greens, yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful, uh, maroons even, all sorts of things. And yet, I know you've got quite a few of your pots are black. And it's been one thing that's struck me is how effective they yeah, are yeah they look good don't they they do look nice because especially yeah. the evergreens yeah you know, yeah yeah they look good um, yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of trying to you know stop having all these multicolored things everywhere they, it, it, it does yeah it helps you to draw your eye around the garden i think as well have some continuity yeah and and the other things that um i'm aware of are the cold frames which are obviously 
crucial, yeah. aren't they, to store yeah, all your yeah. plants in? Yes. And your compost heaps, not yes, just one. <laughs> yes. Well, the cold frames are a nice story because basically they were some window frames that I found on a bonfire. Um, I went to visit some people, uh, some friends of mine, and they had this massive bonfire. And on top of the bonfire were these these window frames, these rather lovely window frames. And I thought, I need those. <laughs> so I brought they're them home, home and they've been turned into cold frames and they're fantastic. And yeah. they look... They look very nice and they're painted white and they look lovely and they're very functional and they're, they're really helpful things to have, obviously, to yeah. protect lots of plants over the winter time. So, yeah, yeah, so that's where they came from. So, actually, most things in the garden have been sort of, have come from, I mean, I used to, I've just retired just now, but I used to teach uh, horticulture in a college and uh, all my ex-students would ring me up and say, I've got some paving slabs, do you want them? I've got some... I don't know bits of metal. Do you want them? And there's always people bringing things here yeah. that they they don't need but are useful for here, and that's yes. really nice. Yes. So in fact, the brick wall there's a wall out there that um, the slabs came from. A friend of mine was moving house, and so we we um, we a load of well, there's twenty women built that brick wall out there together wow. using these reclaimed slabs. So that was a real fun project actually, yeah. and using reclaimed things, which is great. Yeah repurposing absolutely absolutely <laughs> very very yeah. now yeah very now very in. yeah yeah that's fantastic well that's great so you you bought the garden you've gradually developed it um we'll kind of like that's we'll draw that little bit to a close and think i'd like to go back now and look at your own background okay. and what came into but before we do that right before uh, we do that yeah february yes Flowers, plants and trees in February. Yes. What would you think are the important things that people should have in their gardens? Oh, gosh, there's so much time. going well, on. Well, it's great. Know, there's three so to much five. going on. There's so much going on. Okay, then. So I think people should definitely, definitely, definitely have camellias. Oh, camellias, Because they're yes. just fantastic. And yeah. uh, I love them. I love the fact that they're ancient and they're Japanese and I'm a real Japan a file and uh i love them they're beautiful they're evergreen and they're just stunning yeah um i think there's a clematis out there clematis serosa which is beautiful at the moment yeah. really delicate little bell flowers it's been flowering for weeks and weeks and weeks so that's a good one to have is you that know? the one it's got a little pink fleck inside yeah, called freckles it. freckles yeah. yeah that's lovely yeah so that's a must-have. And then there's, as far as the trees go, we've, got, we've planted all the trees in the garden we've put here, yeah. except for two apple trees. They were here when we arrived, but the rest of the trees are things we've put here. Okay. And uh, so that silver birch, there's a silver birch out there, a white-stemmed birch um, here, Betchley Utilis, which I think is lovely now yes. with that lovely bark, yeah. that white bark looking lovely. Yeah, it shines, yes. doesn't it, this time? Yeah. And the other thing that's looking good at the moment, all the euphorbias, because they're just starting to turn lime green right and there's the bracts you know not the, 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 the and they look fabulous i think yes and then of course there's the crocuses which yes. are just i love crocuses they're just delightful and they're so tiny and they're very cheap and anybody can you know buy a bag of crocuses for three quid and shove them in and they'll come up and they look stunning yes i think crocuses are wonderful short short-lived sadly but beautiful beautiful yeah. things splash of color oh they're lovely it's just I love them. in february really when you're going to be desperate <laughs> yeah they're lovely and this year they came quite early in fact because they were actually normally the first crocus appears on the first of february and they appeared a couple of weeks early this year Right, because I always note when the, when the first crocus comes out, and then of course there's snowdrops, and they take quite a long time to establish because we're on chalky soil here. Uh -huh. Although we've 
obviously improved it a lot. Yes. And we talk about our compost bins later. But, um, you know, the snowdrops are now starting to clump up. I mean, Christopher Lloyd once famously said it takes years to make a garden, and it does take years to make a garden. And that's, for me, what's really exciting about it. I like the fact that it's not instant. Yes. You know, there's many instant things in life at the moment, aren't there, these days? And uh, I like the fact it takes years to make a garden. It's great. Yeah. So, and you never finish, I suppose. No, it's just going on. It's always, yeah. yeah, it's constant. I like that too. So the other thing we've got flowering down in the bottom of the garden is Cornus Mass. Right. which is just looking stunning at the moment. So it's got yellow, f- little tiny yellow flowers that look like sort of fibre optics. Uh, so that's out there. That's looking nice. Okay. And what else have we got? And we've got iris, iris reticulata. Yes, the little... Looking stunning. Little ones. So, I mean, there's a, it's incredible. And, of course, the hellebores. And we've just been round the garden this morning... Yes. ...picking up the hellebores. And they're... Uh, well, unfortunately, nobody can see them, but they're over there. Well, they're we're going to take photos. There'll be photos so on Instagram. They're gorgeous. So they'll they're be really available. Lovely, yeah. Aren't they? Um, yeah, they really are. Are they early this year, these? I mean, you've got such a range of colours over well, there. Well, what happens is that every year I try and buy about three hellebores because they're very expensive. Yes. So I try and buy three new ones every year and okay. plant them. And there's a yellow one over there, which is rather unusual. Stunning, isn't it? It's gorgeous, isn't it? Really lovely. They're such splendid things. And, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately they hang their heads. Do you know why they hang their heads? I don't. They supposedly, because when Christ was on his way to the cross, supposedly, they um, they hung their heads in shame and they've never looked up since. And that's why the helipole hangs their heads. Oh. Apparently. Wow. Gosh. So I think somebody's trying to uh, breed some with their heads hanging, you know, looking upwards. But yeah, uh, there's a yeah. big breeding program. Yeah. when you go into nurseries or garden centres now, yeah, um, I know that they seem a lot bigger. They almost they sort do. of look too big. Really. I know they've gone but, a bit gross. Some of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. But lovely colours. So there's those going on. I mean, I just think it's extraordinary how much is going on, and you yeah. just have to look. Yeah, being a good gardener is about looking. Mm-hmm. Mm. I really believe that. You've yeah. just got to keep looking all the time at things and, you know, and observing what they do and how they grow and, yeah. you know. And if you go out there and look, there's just masses going on. Yeah, lovely. Mm. So, OK, thank you for that. Um, going back to you then. We'll go back to your early days, perhaps, mm-hmm. if... Um, my early days, okay, yeah. Go so back a long while ago. So, yeah. like, you know, where where we, did you come from? Was the in your background were people interested in gardening mm. and yeah? How I much mean, did that yeah. influence you? Well, interesting, isn't it? I think that um, when I uh, talk to students and ask them how come they're into gardening, most of them say my parents were or my grandparents were. Yeah, it's kind of like by osmosis that one becomes to yeah into this thing because basically my my grandparents were both very into gardening okay my one, one of my grandparents had a farm the other one had a small holdings in norfolk and they both loved they all loved gardening and i remember as a small child going to my grandfather's garden in norfolk mm. and he had an, an incredible vegetable garden it's incredible mm. and then from then on and i enjoyed being there and i don't know what else i thought about it it was nice and that was it really i wasn't did you just, into it you were in the garden there. with him or did you yes yes did he get was. you involved no not really no. no i think we were just kind of there and i think i just kind of as i say sort of somehow by osmosis almost just kind of loved it yeah and then and had fond memories of that and then my parents were both into gardening so my father was an incredible and until until last year really because he's gone to care now but um was an incredible gardener yes and uh but vegetables really really 
my mother was really into gardening as well, but she she loved the she, when we were a child. We had a conservatory, and she did all the. She was into pelagoniums, which I love as well. Yes, you're passionate uh, about those, those, I know. And, uh, yeah, and so I suppose... But, of course, my father was always in the garden. He used to drive us mad because he was always in the garden. Okay. So was he feeding the family? Yes, he was. This wasn't what he did for a living. No, it wasn't what he did for a living. No, he was an accountant. But, no, he... He was always out there, and I think you know, as children, and when your parents were always up in the garden, it, yeah, like my own children, it used to annoy them. Yes, uh, I was always in the garden. Um, but anyway, um, luckily both of them are quite into it. Now, so. Yes, well, that's um, a... yeah. So, um, but uh, yes, uh, so that was good. So that we had a garden when I was a child, and then after that, I was uh, a social worker for many, many years. In fact, that's what I did. Um, and then I, I don't know. And then I, oh, that's right. And I was living in London. Were you interested in gardening at the no, time? Uh, no, not really. Not really. No, not didn't. really at all. No, Gosh. I wasn't. Okay. I really wasn't. And I remember we had a garden. I lived in a shared house in Streatham with some friends. And one of them was really into gardening. And I thought, very boring. Because <laughs> yeah. at the time I was, you know, clubbing and things like that. <laughs> of course. I thought, this is very boring. Anyway, and then, I, it's weird, isn't it? I just can't quite remember how it happened. And then, Oh, I know. I think I know. And then I, I kind of, I, I saw somewhere an advert for um, learning to grow plants from seed at college, mm. and I thought mm, I quite fancy the idea of that. And so I went on a course, an evening class, um, which was six weeks long, and I really loved it. Oh. And at the time, I, would, I just had one of my children, and I was. A social worker at the time, and I'd kind of was coming to the end of that career, and I'd been doing it for a long time, wanting to move on, really. Yes. And so I basically start did this evening class and just got hooked. Goodness. And the person that taught me was extremely enthusiastic, and I, I must mention him, Jim Miller, and he was a brilliant horticulturalist and a very eccentric person. <laughs> if he's listening, he will <laughs> recognise himself. <laughs> And uh, but he was a fantastic horticulturist. Yeah. He taught me an awful lot. Yeah. So I went to college and did some courses, basically. Where was where were uh, you at this point? In Brighton, by I the way. I was in Brighton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then, but it was very frustrating because we had a tiny, tiny garden, mm. very tiny garden. So I then was getting, you know, it was then we started thinking about looking for a garden, and they're hard to find in Brighton. So that's yeah. why this was so exciting. And there, it just so it kind appeared of over the wall. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it happened, really. And I just kind of. Suddenly thought, actually, I love this. Yes. And felt very at home with it. That's what happened. I felt very at home with it. I felt, I can remember feeling I'd sort of come home when I'd gone to, I went to college in a place called Stanmer Park, which is very beautiful, and just felt very comfortable with it and and, and there and just doing what I was doing. I just really yeah. embraced it. And yeah. Felt very passionate about it and just wanted to know exactly, you know, just wanted to know it all, really. Golly. Not that so, was that where Jim was, Jim Miller? He taught there, yes. At Stanmer. Yes. And then you, so you did your six week course. Yes. It grabbed you. Yeah. And then did you go on to do further qualifications? I did more there? qualifications there, yes. Go so on. I then did, I did, I then, <laughs> well, I, I'd had, uh, at that point, I think, yes, I was pregnant with my second child at that point and I started doing a, uh, a level two NVQ, I think it was in those days, and then lots of City and Guilds courses, garden mm-hmm. design, garden history, right. various bits and pieces. Then I did the RHS course, and then um, I was still doing a little bit of social work at that point. And then um, Jim asked me if I'd go and teach, and right. I said, uh, Well, I don't think so because I'm a social worker, I've never taught before in my life. And he said, Well, I'm desperate, come and teach. 
So I went and taught this evening class, and then I started teaching people with learning disabilities horticulture. Right. Because that had been, I'd been the social worker and I had some experience with working with people with learning disabilities and I yeah. decided that I wanted to do it so I was working very part-time yeah at, it was then city college um and combining that with social work at the yeah same time. at the same time then <clears throat> then I stopped doing that because I yeah. had my daughter then yeah and um yeah and then basically I, I was doing that for a while and I really enjoyed that um for a while but then after that i wanted to teach higher level stuff really yes um so basically i then went on and uh did my teacher's qualification and had well taught there for 26 years golly and finished just a few weeks ago. and that was your full-time job you were lecturing I was, yeah you know. i was lecturing <clears throat> i was never doing it full-time because i had children really my children were young yeah so but i did i various sometimes weeks I was working four days sometimes three days and I I did quite a lot of evening classes a lot of leisure courses and things like that there as well which I really enjoyed too yeah so even at that stage you're dealing with a wide range of people I guess all ages lovely yes Um, fantastic fantastic a real privilege to have the opportunity to teach I think I taught 5,000 people (gasps) while I was working there did you really? because I did a lot of evening classes a lot of work in the evenings with people so people would come and learn how to plant containers and how to sow seeds and how to prune and and evening classes were very popular and sadly then there are a lot of cuts and they don't that's why we start our own business in fact oh, that's how okay. that came about really because we felt that the provision for adults doing just leisure gardening courses there just yeah. weren't any no everything's geared now to qualifications yeah exactly it? And if you do languages or anything yeah. you've got to be tested and yeah, yeah, examined, and examined and it gets stressful for yeah. people i think like people just want to yeah, come and learn just want to come and learn exactly so yeah so unfortunately all that sort of stopped right um but uh yes yeah, so it was just a brilliant brilliant opportunity yes to be able to teach all these people and teaching is also about learning because every time you teach something you learn, learn it yourself it. yeah and I think that's really exciting. Yes. Really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's it's brilliant. Great. Yeah. Thank you. That's um that's great. So that brings us on again a bit um a bit further on that and the whole history of it all. So we're having another little break now. In that yeah, I know you've mentioned some trees when I asked about plants in February, right. but thinking about trees for small gardens like for regular people who've got ordinary gardens you know it's no good going for these massive no no i don't know what but um what would be i know you mentioned the cedar of lebanon exactly or monkey puzzle perhaps we have got some monkey puzzle but you've got quite a big garden yeah yeah but Um, but here like you've mentioned this betula the birch yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. they're suitable for small gardens would you say yeah i mean it's i think it's interesting what's a small garden you know, we live in Brighton and some people have got tiny gardens and that would swamp the entire garden. Yeah. But the, I think the RHS say that anything... What was it? Oh, yes. Anything that's um, up to 28 feet is a small tree. Well, Could, I mean, it, that's it huge. isn't, is it? No. I mean, you know, in some people's gardens, as I say, it'd be hopeless. Yeah, because some people wouldn't even have the patio. Like, your patio is at the top of the garden, yeah. the top terrace, if, yeah. you, if you yeah. like adjacent to your little conservatory yeah where you've got all your lovely pelagoniums and succulents and things yeah. like that but in the patio a lot of people's gardens wouldn't even be as big as your patio would no they? exactly so, no but if you had a garden roughly that kind of size yeah what kind of tree would be suitable for something like I that think, do you uh, think I, one of the things i'm always suggesting to people is crab apples because i think uh-huh. malice you know um yeah. i think they're brilliant because they do you know you've got lots of interest haven't you you've got spring flowers 
you've got fruits that you can make preserves out of you like doing that mm-hmm. um you've also got nice bark you know you've got a lot going on mm-hmm. and you also get autumn color some of them give you autumn color yeah and they're small i think they're really good okay Malice, really Malice, good so yeah. that's one i would suggest and i also think that cornelian cherry which is the cornice mass down there oh, the one you talked is about nice earlier. yeah and there's lots of different prunuses i mean there are many yeah. in our top garden we've got prunus tayaku up there Right, the great white cherry, which okay. is a fascinating tree because it was um, it, it was introduced into this country and then it got lost. And uh, I think it was in eighteen twenty three or something like that. It was rediscovered, oh. growing. It came from Japan. It was a Japanese cherry, yeah, and a lot of people had it. And then it went. Nobody could find it anymore. AWOL. Yeah, it went AWOL, yeah. And then Captain Cherry Ingram, who was an expert on cherries, he found it growing in a garden in Sussex. Really? And reintroduced it, yes. Okay. And in fact, if anybody's listening to Monty Don Gardening in Japan, he mentioned it last night on the programme. Oh, right. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. It's brilliant. You've got to watch it. So he talks about that, that tree. So that's a great thing to have in a small garden uh, i always Again. thought that was too big because it's like well, the clues in the name the great white cherry yeah, and you it, sort of think it? that's yeah. going to be massive no i think it's suitable i think it's, it's fine okay. I mean, it works up there and you can prune it back i guess mm, to a certain extent you can take off branches if it becomes too big but okay. you can't make it smaller really right. i mean that's you know i mean there are a lot of other prunuses of course uh, of course that are upright right you know there's lots of different there's, there's thousands of different yeah. cultivars of prunuses yeah I mean, there's uh, the Tibetan cherry, which is beautiful. It's got like, lovely bark, Prudence cerula, which has got a lovely bark oh, in the yes, winter. Yes, that glows, doesn't it's it? Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like a... Yes, but that's not as spectacular in the spring and summer. No. But there's, if you're going to buy a tree for a small garden, what you want to do is go to a really good nursery mm-hmm. and check because some of them, if, if you if you wanted a, an upright one, a fastigate one, you know, yeah, um, that might be more suitable for a small garden than yeah. some of the other ones. Yeah. So I think prunuses and malices are oh, good. good and. And birches, you can get by multi-stemmed birches that yes. don't take up masses of space. But okay. you just have to, you know, these days, what's brilliant is there's been a lot of work done, isn't there? There's a lot of um, grafting to being done and lots of new cultivars being developed. Yeah. You know, you just need to go to a decent nursery, I think. Yeah, have a good look round and ask. And, uh, ask, yes, yeah. because there's no point in just going along and buying any old tree. Yeah. You know, because trees are for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> very good. Okay, so thank you very much for that one. Um, I'll just make a list and add to my list of trees I need in my garden. Okay. Um, let, we, well, there's you, also large shrubs you can have as well, of course, don't forget. I mean, people, yes. yeah. you know, if you've got a small garden, you can go, like fuchsias are fantastic, right. you know, to grow as, you know, you can grow them up to, I don't know, what, four or five metres tall, which is fine. You can grow shrubs, you don't have to. Yeah, they'll give you. It doesn't have to be trees. No, no. Although tree, you know, that's something that people are always asking about, isn't it? I know. Tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. We got to the point where the garden room has been built. That was in two thousand and nine. You said. Now you were just sort of touching on the fact that it was the fact that you were finding that evening classes were changing in the yeah. way they were yeah, being yeah. offered to people yeah and that was one of the things that prompted you to think about having the garden room yes and you with your business partner deborah yes can you talk a bit about that and how it came to how it actually came about i mean did 
Did you build it with a view to offering classes in? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we built it with a view. Yeah, we did. We built it with a view to offering classes in, yeah. And you and Deborah had met each other by that I point? I taught Deborah. I was oh. a tutor at college. Okay. And we just became really good friends. Yeah. And we started off our business by, we decided we'd do some um, Christmas wreaths. We'd make Christmas wreaths. We thought that would be a fun thing to do. And we did it in her uh, front room in her house. Yeah. And then we had some classes here in my house. And we thought, this is crazy. We can't. Yeah carry on like this we must have some proper premises so that's when we had this that we, we decided to do this yeah and we haven't looked back since really, no, it's been it's a really fun years, journey it's been it? a great journey and we've worked together for really well all those yes. years we've, been, we've got a great great relate, working relationship it's fantastic yeah. and deborah's um her expertise i mean i know she's a very good gardener and interested in plants all of that side of things but i i know that she offers garden design courses yes yeah. so she and she's a garden that, yeah. designer isn't yeah, she yeah, herself yeah. so so she's a qualified garden designer and that's what she likes that's her expertise so she does sort of the garden design side of things yeah and yeah. that's deborah so kalinka yeah 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 so that's great yeah and um Yes, yeah, so the the business started and you were doing your wreaths and you were doing some... Did you start doing well, courses? Well, we started doing... We then go? started doing some trips. Oh, no, we started off by doing the Hidden Gardens of Brighton. That's right. Okay. And that was really great, actually. We must do that again. We were basically um, finding people that had gardens that are sort of hidden. And so we were doing these, cl- these sort of trips or trip site where we were taking people to see gardens that you wouldn't normally see. Private gardens that were sort of hidden really and that was real fun so we started doing that and then we started doing this course called first time gardener and we're still doing it and it's great and it's basically for people that haven't gardened before and they can come here in the evening for a six-week course and we cook dinner for them because we both like cooking Mm. so you get supper and a glass of wine and you come and learn how to garden yeah. And that's been really good actually, and, that's been, and it's been brilliant because it's launched a lot of people, absolutely, a lot of people into gardening careers, which has been great and seeing yeah. their journey and how they've kind of gone on and you know, and some of them are doing some really brilliant things. I mean, some of them, a couple of them are head gardeners, some of them are gardeners in big, you know, places like Parham. There's some people that we taught here oh and goodness. all sorts of things. So that's. You know, their journey kind of started off here as an evening class, which is yeah. just good. Yeah. And then there's other people who come along who know very little about gardening. So they, they come and they're yeah. just doing it for a bit of interest and yes. enjoyment. Yes, yes. I mean, people come... <clears throat> do you mean in the courses? On the On courses. courses you know. Yes. I mean, there are people that come. We, we do other courses that are uh, for people that have got experience. So we do a course called Plantsmanship, or we called it all sorts of different things over the years. But anyway... Where people can come and really look at plants and understand about how they grow, where they come from, what they need, mm. and how to be creative with them, uh, with Deborah's garden design bit, but really looking at them. And that's been such a joy to teach because it's kind of, again, been the way we, we've been looking at plants and, you know, and, and, and also obviously we work very much with the seasons here. And that's really, for me, that's something that I love about gardening. I love the seasons and seeing them changing and, and, and trying to make the garden interesting all through the year, you know. Yeah. So we kind of tap into that as well. So we've had, uh, <clears throat> we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of other courses we've been, we've done willow weaving, we've done making structures, mm. um, we've had courses on roses, so, you know, and clematis and all things like that. 
to focus in on things that people are interested in really so, yeah yeah so they can sort of pick and choose or yeah start yeah, yeah. with one thing and then develop yeah. and so on and some of them you teach and some of them deborah teaches yeah and so, then you bring other people in as well sometimes we bring other people in depending what it is so if it's like about roses we bring in somebody from peace bills roses right. called, who's absolutely wonderful called simon white he's really enthusiastic yeah so we often yeah we bring in experts to talk we have speakers come in the evening sometimes and talk about various things um yeah so we get in experts obviously if it's appropriate yeah um and then deborah and i teach some of the courses together so we both kind of take you know bits one of us might do the cooking one of us might do the teaching yeah but it's great it works really well yeah yeah and it's yeah yeah, i know because i've been on um a couple of your courses that you do not the evening ones i don't think but it's (coughs) always very roses one uh, no No. i came on the willow weaving oh right so the people yeah i think came from paramount oh yeah 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 and yeah i didn't i've done the christmas wreath yeah which was really lovely because it's yeah because we like creative horticulture as well you know we want to be you know we want it to be creative too so and that's what's great about the seasons you know so yeah. much stuff there's the garden's got a wealth of things that can be used in it to yes. do things and that's lovely yeah. you know the groups aren't that big are they you only have like, no we have 12 group. 12 we have as yeah. the most in a group because <clears throat> we want people to be able to have you know life is busy and we want people to be able to come here and really focus on what they're doing without too many distractions and you know really get into it yes and and also the space isn't big enough to have too many I don't, we don't want it to be too squashed we want people to be able to We've got a lot of great resources here. We've got loads of really good books, got loads of magazines, and obviously yeah. we've got the garden, yeah. which is obviously a great resource. And we want people to be able to really, you know, embrace that and enjoy it and learn from it. Yeah. And I know the other thing that's lovely that people really like is when it is cold, they can come into the garden room and there's a wood burning yeah. stove, yeah. which goes down very well. Yes, it's and nice you also get. have a pizza oven that you've lit yeah. before now. Yeah, and, I mean, even if it's yeah. just on for the fire, yes. you know, it's kind nice of lovely being outside yeah. and yeah, yeah. having that warmth yeah, yeah. going on yeah, yeah. and yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okie dokie, so, we, and loads of courses. And then going on from the courses, it's not just the courses that you run, um, you also take trips yeah. which is part under the umbrella of garden house isn't yes, it but you yes, advertise yes. trips and you take people away on trips to places in the uk i know that you've been to various yes. places in the uk yeah but much further afield as yeah. well so so we started off in fact again in 2010 that was we went to south africa yeah and that was one of our first big trips which was just phenomenal wow and uh we went to kirsten borsch to the botanic gardens in uh cape town and saw masses of in fact we went to see the um some of the daisies the cape daisies and when we got there they were all over because we'd missed oh, them by about two days no. <laughs> but anyway that's so what the time goes. of year was that that was in uh that was in october september oh. september september we okay were, yeah it was fantastic. We had a great, great time to see yes. safari stuff, but mainly looking at plants. Yeah. And that was brilliant. And that was really, and that really sort of set us up. We thought, oh, we want to do more of this. Yeah. So we went, we've been to Amsterdam and to Holland and to Belgium a few times to look at nurseries there. because There's lots of great growers over there. Yes. And we've got some contacts over there that we, people we know that have got beautiful gardens. We, in fact, we're going to plan on going there again, I think, next year. Right. So we've been there a few times, um, which was brilliant. And we've been to ireland uh we've been once and we're going again in june yes. to look at all the gardens there which would be really exciting it's fantastic and it's not just the gardening is it that's the lovely thing about your trips when you look at the schedules and what you're doing yeah it's not just about the gardens and the plants which no. are phenomenal because yeah. i know you go to see some really good people yes. and you often get the owners of the gardens or 
yeah. to take you around and yeah, talk to you. want to make you. it personal, yeah. Yes. So people are, yeah, can do Which that. Which is kind of Yeah, but we like the special. culture bit as well. So we, do, we often go and yeah. do things like, so we went to do cooking. We all often, in fact, we're going to Madeira next week. In fact, on Sunday we're going to Madeira and we're going to do some cooking there. We're going oh. So we quite like, people often seem to like gardening and cooking. So yes. we often do. So when we were in Dublin, we went to the Dublin Cookery School and all cooked a meal together, which was great. And then we've been to Japan twice. And yes. in fact, we're going again, which is very, very Yeah, that exciting. really bit you, Japan. <laughs> it did bit me. It bit me very hard. I love it. I yes. love it. It's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. And uh, so we've been twice in the autumn and we did... We made sushi when we went there, actually. We went to cookery classes. Okay. And we're going again in the spring to see the cherry blossom, yes. which I think is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Really Let's fantastic. hope it's not over by two days. Let's hope it's not. No, no, I've tra- no you chance. Can, you can we're track gonna, it on yeah. the internet. You can see where it's going to be. But I hope it's not going to be over, yes. <laughs> no, we're all going to be hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just such a beautiful country. So that's yeah. somewhere else we've been. Yeah. We like going to look at art. We like, like learning about different cultures as well. So that's, you know, yeah. another all thing we like good. doing. Yeah. So our trips have been really successful they've been great fun and we've been to norfolk and we've been to uh i'm just trying to think where else we've somerset been. yeah we've been to somerset that's to right somerset. somerset and then where else did we go i've forgotten what it was called where did we go uh, uh. berlin no. oh we went to berlin yeah we did go to berlin actually no somewhere in the uk can't remember where it was anyway i have to think about that gone yeah, disappeared near near, near on the border of Wales. What's that county called? Shropshire. Well done. Shropshire. Yes, Shropshire, <laughs> which was lovely and lovely okay. surprise. Which is some gorgeous gardens there. Yeah. So we do a lot of research before we go. Yes. And you know, often try and get to speak to head gardeners, and they're always you know gardeners are always very generous, and they talk to us and tell us about what they're doing, and and you know that's brilliant, that isn't it? Because people really like that. Yes. Yeah, lots yeah. of. We've also done worked Great Dixter quite a lot alongside Fergus Garrett. That's East Sussex, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah we've been there, um, and we worked at um, we've worked been to Parham, and where else have we been? Um, Standon. We've worked there. So we've taken in the past, we've taken groups of people to work alongside the head gardeners there. Oh right. We haven't done that lately. Actually, we must maybe do it again sometime. But I know that's you've been had really trips good. there. I didn't know you did work. Yeah, we have done. We did. We used there. to do a sort of summer school where oh. we would go along and work and learn how to do things off the head gardeners which was really good okay um yeah lovely yeah excellent and so all that traveling that you've done which of them has surprised you most of all would you say in all those gardens it's, i'm that's a ridiculous question to which ask, one surprised which one yeah you know kind of what did you you know was there any way you went you just weren't prepared for what uh, oh God, like. I think I could say that about all of them, really. Yeah, in a way. Well, I, I mean, uh, you know, there's always kind of ma- major surprises on all of these things, really. I suppose I, I know that the feeling that I got from the Japanese gardens was very special yes. um, because they're very spiritual. I mean, I'm not particularly a religious person, but I do find that they're very spiritual places in yes. in Japan. I like that. Yes. Really calming, fantastic. They're lovely. And I suppose wherever we've been, when we went to Ireland, we went to June Blake's garden, it's magical. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously people like Beth Chateau's garden, you yes. know, magical. Yes. I don't know. I mean I could just tell you a million gardens yeah. that are magical. Yeah. I mean I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes you'll go to a garden and you won't get the feeling yes. you know you won't it won't get to you yeah people have talked about it you go there but it might not get to you no 
and then you go to another garden and it will really, really, really touch you, you know, and they're the ones I think. And they they might not be the most famous ones. They might be just somebody's... I mean, I can remember um, when we went to Somerset, we went to this fantastic rose garden. Don't ask me what it's called because I can't actually remember at the moment, but it was so breathtakingly beautiful and a real surprise. Mm. And then we went to another garden in Shropshire. I'm not going to say where it is because that wouldn't be, be rather rude, but a very famous garden that didn't get to me at all and I didn't like it very much. It was right. a bit too, I don't know, it, it was a bit too pruned and a bit too perfect and I didn't yes. like that. It, yes. didn't, it didn't have the you know much soul, as I, I like to call it. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. It's interesting, it depends. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. isn't it? That it kind of... It, it, you know, I think it's... For me, gardens have to really have an effect on you. They, they should really get to you. Mm. I mean, I do find it interesting that you um, you were so touched by the Japanese gardens because your yeah. style, I would never really no, know, have connected you with yeah. Japanese gardens, no. only because you're such kind of in, in energetic and very enthusiastic and very, very into the plants as yeah. you know and, and that and that kind of range of plants that you love so much and you've got on offer yes. here in uh, the garden yes, house yes, yes. Um, and I don't associate that with Jap- Japan no, that's right. it's very like you said calm meditative and quite, green, back and quite and, green so and very it's green very yeah. strange yeah green that's right. yeah well I wouldn't want to live with it I don't want to live with it no. um, and I wouldn't want it here because uh, it's, as you say it's not my my style of gardening at all but the effect it had, I suppose, was just this kind of, I don't know, uh, just a, a spiritual. I don't know how to yes. describe it, really. It just really just, got to me. The calmness. <laughs> the calmness and the order. And yeah. it's, you know, it's a very nice place to, very contemplated, contemplative. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. But no, I don't want to live with it. I mean, I like, what I like about this garden is that I could, I, could, I won't, but I could tell you a story probably about most of the plants in the garden. Yes. Uh, because they've either been given to me by somebody or I've taken a cutting from somewhere or yeah. somebody's, you know, I don't know. They're all, they, they've all got a personality. Yes. They've all got a story. Yes. You know, and I, I like that as yeah. well. I like that about plants, the fact they can... Got That's for to, another podcast. Got a lot to tell. We'll, we'll go through another individual one. plants. Oh, God. We'll take three days. <laughs> oh, there's a squirrel. <laughs> go away, you rotten squirrel. Eat my dog. Yes. Eating the crocuses yes. again. Yes. So is there anywhere that you've got in your mind that you want to go to still I know oh, what's been, in travel what's yeah. taking because you've recently you do private travel as well of course with your family and your friends I know you love Greece and yeah. you've been to New Zealand recently yes indeed yes. and um, Russia yes, you went to yes, a little which while which was back. amazing seeing the botanic gardens yes. well in both those places we went I love botanic gardens I really love botanic gardens so seeing the botanic gardens in Moscow is a great surprise Yeah, they were very very beautiful and then I went to botanic gardens in Wellington again amazing absolutely fantastic seeing mm. you know all the trees that were there and uh, all the uh, I mean all the beautiful plants in both those places I like uh, botanic, I love I love the um, London Botanic Garden you know that's absolutely beautiful I forgot what it's called what's it called uh, Chelsea Physic Garden yeah which yes. is just stunning yeah. so I do like I like going to Botanic Gardens mm. they're brilliant where would I like to, where else would I like to go yeah. you're asking me yeah is um, there anywhere you're kind of particularly drawn to I'm quite to... interested in going to Costa Rica but I think that's because I've got a friend that's just 
gone there to set up a hotel and she's a gardener actually she was a gardener and i think the plant life there will be i know the plant life there will be really exciting so I, i'm quite interested to go there mm. i don't know whether i will but we'll see yeah, yeah. who knows um, yeah who knows watch this space and yeah, i suppose yeah. while we're talking about that i need to mention that in the garden house you have a fantastic website yeah, we do. That yes. people can access. Yes, and, it'll be uh, fantastic we'll by tomorrow because we're getting a new website tomorrow. Oh, actually. are you? Yes. Still the same we're... address? Yes, still the same address. So www.gardenhousebrighton.co.uk. We um, also have Instagram and Facebook a lot. Okay. Yeah, if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say anything you like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. And that advertises loads of the courses that you it run. It does, but also the website does. But really, I use Instagram to put up pictures of plants. I try and do one every day. Okay. I try and put a picture on it every day of a plant. Right. And it's a kind of diary for me as well. Yes. And I like it because it's very visual and it takes seconds to do it. And yeah. I like photographing things in the garden. I really like that. So they're all, all the things you put up are from the garden? Yeah. Largely, well, if not, I'd say whatever, if yeah. they weren't. Yes, but yeah. they're mainly from yeah. the garden. Yeah. 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 I think it's really nice to just so people can see what's going on. So I'll chuck in another little question here then. Okay. So in the theme of visits, which are the gardens, top winter gardens that oh, you would top say okay, we I should can, all go to see in the well, UK? I can tell you that straight away. Not, not through your world. Thinking. <laughs> Anglesey Abbey in Cambridgeshire, I consider it to be one of the you know, wonders of the world, to be honest with you. It's just absolutely wonderful there. And um, now is an excellent time to go in February. It's is it? fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Okay. Yes. Why is it so good? What what do you rate Well, about I think it? it's so good because you normally in a garden you might have one or three we've got here, I think, or maybe we've got five actually, but um, you know, cornices, you have, you know, dogwoods, I love them. Yes. In the wintertime. And you might have, you know, I know, a couple of viburnums or you know, a couple of honeysuckle, winterfly honeysuckle. Yeah. But there they have, you know, I don't know. A hundred cornices, right? And, and the birch trees at the end of the walk, there's a whole copse of them, so there's probably 200 silver birch trees. My word, and it's just mind blowing. Have you not been there? I have, no, I have, but yeah. I, I kind of it's don't fabulous. remember. I didn't realize really they had fabulous. as many as oh, that. It's really and fabulous. I don't know that I've been in the winter. Oh, it's just, uh, yes, because there's a, a summer garden as well there, but it's absolutely stunning. Okay. It really is. And I've been there, tw- I've been there twice. I need to go again, actually. But I can, you know, I remember the first time I went, I went with a colleague of mine and she was a bit up ahead of me and she was going, wait till you get around the next corner. It's just fantastic. <laughs> so it's absolutely beautiful. And the fragrance is just stunning. And of course, you know, all the winter plants flower for ages because they're trying to attract insects. So they're trying really hard. So they're really yes. beautifully fragrant. And all these yeah. fantastic willows that have been pollarded and... It's just amazing, actually. It's absolutely wonderful. Right. Really good garden. Really okay. good winter garden. Anglesey Abbey in Cambridgeshire. And of course, all going. Wisley is fantastic too. And Wakehurst, yeah. they've just redone that. I haven't been there yet because I've been just been in New Zealand. But um, so I missed it a bit. But uh, that's meant to be absolutely amazing. They've, they've done, done, some, done a replanting. They've done a replanting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's brilliant that winter gardening is is coming to the fore. It's really important. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was a child, I remember, you know, the garden used to be put to bed in October and, and, you know, and you wouldn't get it out until March. (laughs) And that's, you know, so much to see. It's a shame, isn't it? And I actually like the bareness of the winter garden. Yes. I like seeing the structure and I think that's, you know, it's, it's lovely because sometimes in the summer here, I feel a bit like, oh, there's so much going on. Yeah. And it's very nice, actually, the winter garden. It's that whole paired back thing again. It's paired back, you yeah. see. Maybe yeah. I'm really Japanese. Ja- yeah, Japanese in the, in, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, in the heart and soul of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's right. And as you're talking, I'm thinking that um, all the bark and the 
the, the stems, the twi- the dogwoods, particularly the colours that you get, you don't appreciate any of that in the summer, do you? No, because there's so no, much. They've got leaves on them. Around. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I suppose the other thing is, it's interesting to think about where you site them in the garden. Yeah. Because of where the sun is going to hit them and yeah. so on. Yeah. 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 You've got to have them in the sun because mm. if not, they're not going yeah. to. Yeah. Going to shine out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. We'll all head off to Anglesey Abbey. Is there anywhere yes. else? Oh well, Whistley Wakehurst. You've said. Yeah. I went to Whistley recently. Yeah. Very good. It's great, isn't it? And yeah. they're doing a lot of development. Yeah. To the Winter Garden. There. Did you go? Yes. Yeah. It's fabulous. It was yeah. Very I went last year lovely yeah, yeah it's really beautiful. good really good okay so we're going back to garden house again so we've covered quite a lot of that and there's just one other very special part of garden house that mm, i know about because that's how i met you yes which is friday group yeah so what is friday group exactly oh, wow and, it's um, funny isn't it because it didn't start on a friday but it is now on a friday um basically it came about because when we first moved here we had so much to do and as I said, we were both working a lot, mm. my partner and I, and somebody that I was teaching said, why don't you do some classes at home? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. She said, well, why don't you, you know, get a group of people together and we could all garden together. Mm. This person's name is Maggie Allen. And uh, basically, I said, mm, I don't know. Anyway, I thought about it. Mm. And I think it's about, I think it's probably... Uh, probably 15 or 16 years ago, I think. Oh, before Garden Room then? Before you yeah, had the yeah, classroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's... Is it, is it as long as that or is it maybe... I well, can't quite remember, but quite a long while ago. Long anyway, time. basically, she said, why don't you do that? And I thought, okay, why don't I? So what happened was, was that I knew some people I thought I'd be interested in. It started off with 12 of us. Right. And they came here and we used to just garden together and have tea and cake in my house. Did you advertise it or was it just No, friends? there were just people. I know there were no. people I'd taught, okay. various people I'd taught that were into gardening. Mm. And, yeah. Mm. So it started off that way and it became a... And then it just developed, really. And so it became this thing where... I, I think this used to happen on a Thursday or something, but anyway, then after a while it became... It happened on a Friday and we changed it. I don't think it had a name originally and then it became the Friday group. Mm. And so the idea is that people come here on a Friday mm-hmm. and I try and teach them for about an hour about something or other. I mean, we talk about whatever's going on in the garden at the moment. So yeah. it might be sowing seeds, might be pruning, might be... Um, pricking out plants it might be all sorts of where to place plants all that kind of thing and then we have an ident so we learn every week we learn five plants yeah um and you bring them in and, and talk bring them about in them and talk about them yeah and it's a very very special group of people i think um, i think so it's wonderful she said it's being a, a great member group of the friday group it's a great <coughs> group of people yeah so in the past what's been ha- i mean one of the aims of the group really is to um, make the garden good for opening it for various charities. Yes, and this is the other aspect of... Yeah, which I really another like. aspect of what you do. Well, I just here. like very much to think that yeah. other people are going to enjoy the garden because why do we need this all to ourselves? We don't. It's a very important to share it. So basically, uh, in the past, we've had we've raised thousands of pounds for various charities. Yes. And so we opened for the National Garden Scheme. Right. And we're going to open on the 8th of March for that. We're opening at the end of April for the National Garden Scheme again. So that's a charity that raises money for uh, 
basically for cancer care and other charities as well. Lots of charities. Yeah, there's lots it? of charities, Huge. but it's mainly, yeah, it's main aim, I think, yeah, it's cancer care, isn't it? And they, yeah. um, so there's various charities involved in that. Yes. And people come and look around the garden. And we, in the Friday group, people are very kind and they make, they're very, they have to make a cake. You have to be able to make a cake to be in the well, Friday group. Well, that's the other thing we need to stress <laughs> about your organisation of any, the cake is like kind of integral very to important. the whole very important. structure of what you do. Yeah, very important. Yeah. Yes. Although it's always it's always impressed upon people they don't have to make cakes. No, we just make clear they're not can. very welcome if they don't make cakes. <laughs> you can buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, I, when I first heard about Friday Group, because I was looking for, I don't know where what I was looking for to be honest, but I was googling at one point. I, I love gardening, very interested in plants, and I was just googling something. I thought I've got to get involved in some kind of garden setup. So just googled you know, Sussex Gardens courses mm. and up pops Garden House out of the blue. Yes, yeah, And that's the beginning and the end, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, well, um, you've got, it's not a job for life, like. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about Friday Group and thought, I don't, this is the most amazing business model I've ever heard of where we pay money to come and do your garden. Yes. And kind of, obviously, at the, the surface level, that's basically what it is. But... There's so much more to it, isn't there? Mm, than I hope that? so. I mean, yes. we, well, of course <laughs> yes, there yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I'm being yeah, facetious yeah. because we, you know, it's it's the, the whole thing of being with other people, the enthusiasm and energy that comes from them, the the teaching, the communicating that you're giving, and we're obviously learning about our plants and um, how to do so. We're learning theory, we're learning the practical side of things, and then the thing you then go on to do is you give us all jobs. Yeah. And chuck us out in the garden. Yes, whatever the weather, yes. <laughs> no staying in here. People want to read magazines, they shouldn't come yeah, here. No, I think it's, um, I mean, I'm, what I hope is, I hope that people are coming in the Friday group, are learning um, ex- excellent horticulture. That's what I hope. That's the aim, anyway, that people learn to do things properly. Yeah. What happens with education these days is that often people only get to do things once. Yeah. And that's not enough to no. become an expert. No. You need to do things many times. And I, I hope that, you know, by having a year in the garden, which is what you get if you come to the Friday group, yes. that you actually learn to do things, you know, mindful, if you like, and properly. And, you you know, you're not just pruning a rose one week. You might prune it a rose three, not three consecutive weeks, but you might end up doing that again and again. Okay, three And I year. just think that's really important, yeah, if you're going to learn to do things properly. Yeah. Um, and you know and also i hope that people feel like can they there's room for error here they can make a mistake and it's fine yeah. because obviously we're all learning you know and and gardening is complicated you yes. know it's a complicated subject unfortunately it uh, i feel that uh, the wages of gardeners doesn't don't reflect how important it is and how skilled it is it's a very skilled occupation yeah you know to be a good gardener i think you really need you know there's a lot to it a hell of a lot to it mm. So I hope that people come here and become inspired and go home and do it in their own gardens. And I hear, I understand, and I have seen evidence that people do do that, which yes. is great. Yes. That's what I want, really. I yeah. want people to to be gripped by the passion and to learn, you know. Yeah. And to do, to do things kind of not, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly at the right time. I think that's the worry, you know, when you start in gardening, you're frightened of 
I don't know, cutting anything. Because yes. you think, oh, I'm going to yeah, yeah, kill it. Kill it. It's gonna yes. work. Yeah. And, you know, you just sort of think, oh, by coming here, I think people feel more confident about just having a go. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then, you That's know, really important. things fail even yeah. for the most experienced gardener. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of and yeah. and yeah, yeah. even the most inexperienced gardener can have great success. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's very yeah, encouraging. Yeah. I yeah, think. Good. And the other lovely thing about the group, as I'm speaking as a member of it, mm. is that it's, it's very sort of, um, uh, what communal you yes. know it's a kind yes. of a nice sharing experience yes. we're yes. learning together we're sharing together we work together we split up into different groups we don't always work with the same people no, I try so you move around yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i think it's that's nice. important and yeah and in a way what you're doing together is you're doing something quite well i know intimate's the right word but i mean you are working in a kind you know you might be pruning a shrub with somebody else and that's a really nice thing to do and it promotes conversation and people often share their perhaps things that are going on for them in their lives with other people and that's great you know while you're doing something practical it's really good yeah it's interesting how quickly strangers become friends yes just in the course of a friday morning really which is it's lovely not to mention the cake of course the cake yeah i mean i think it's yeah it is a very communal group and lots of sharing goes on and lots of laughs go on as well which i think is also really oh it's hysterical because we do have a lot of fun and that's really that's really important as well because we're all you know we're all rather serious not in our lives you know (laughs) these days we've all got a lot going on too much to do and it's great to have a good laugh yeah that's also really good for you isn't it having a good fun i like and it's nice the range of people because again absolutely um, there's you know different age groups yeah um, there's different different and different interests but some people are coming in I mean, they've got a bit of knowledge of gardening. Maybe they've been on the beginners course, yeah. And then they come into Friday group, and uh, they soon, you know, it doesn't take long for people to kind of become part of the group because yeah. obviously year to year it changes. But yes. but there's a lot of continuity, isn't there? Yeah. So there are people yeah. who've been here for well many years. Yes, really. I mean, so I think the sort of a lot of people stay for three or four years and then move on and do something else. And yeah. there's some people that have been here for, I think, the longest member has been here for eight years. Yeah. Um, which is nice. I mean, she's still obviously getting something out of it and likes coming. Yeah. But the other thing is, those people from all walks of life come. Yeah. And that's really good as well, you know. It's a great yeah. mix of people. Yeah, so that inexperienced person begins to get more confident. But equally, you've got people coming in who are actually working as sort of jobbing gardeners. Yeah. Or, yeah the gardeners yes um themselves already and yet they still feel they've got things to learn yeah. and share yeah. and so it's a lovely kind of crossover of all yes. different people yeah, and not to mention the fact that you know you think you kind of know that somebody i don't know maybe worked as a teacher or something and then all of a sudden you discover they retired but now they're making documentaries about you know so yes or they're kind of keen embroiderers or yeah exactly yeah, i don't people know are doing all sorts of writing books or yeah, something people else are doing you know, astonishing exciting things so yes, it's, it's all great. kind of interesting yeah, and creative yeah. and so on yeah it's very and good it's not just working in the garden here is it they yes you've auctioned their services the friday group's services off to other, other people yes. to raise money again for yeah. local charities yeah and um well we've also have sometimes we have it don't we that some people go get need help in their own gardens so we break up into groups and we send four or five people off to somebody else's garden in the group and so they can help them to get things going yeah. as well and that's lovely too because yeah, you learn people really more about, need you know a little bit of help sometimes just yeah. to get started and to so have that number good. of people because friday group's quite a biggish group now well there's 30 people in it all together 30. yeah oh i mean they don't I mean, always you know, we don't always have 30 come normally about 25 come yeah yeah. But if you if you split them into three groups, yeah. you'd have eight people or whatever in your garden. It's brilliant. For, yeah. It, it makes a big yeah. difference yeah, yeah. very quickly. So that's great. And um 
I know we mentioned the book that you wrote called Allotment Gardening, but just thinking about cake again, there was a book published, I believe, <laughs> about about the cake yeah, recipes. Yeah, there was that actually. People, yeah, so we've got and a that book. was the fundraiser. Yeah, we too, made quite a lot of money out of that. Yeah. So basically, one member of the Friday group kindly um, paid to have the book published. And basically, we sold it for charity. So all the people in the Friday group put their cake recipes into the yeah. book. And it's yeah. uh, called A Forkful of Cake. A Forkful of yes. Cake. It's delicious. There's a few left if anybody wants to find them. Yeah. <laughs> Available, yeah, at a, at a garden house near you. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of nearly there, really. I mean, the the, uh, ch- the money that you have raised for the National uh, the National Garden Scheme mm-hmm. that you talked mm-hmm. about, that's terrific because the range of charities that supports... Um, and then there's the other charity days where you've raised money for homelessness, befriending organisations. Yeah, we did done about. I think we did about twelve different charities. We have done in the past. We did um, for multiple sclerosis because my mother had that. We did it for the blind society because my partner's father was blind. We did it for prostate cancer. We did it for uh, befriending. Yeah, befriending organisation. We did. We have had a lot of big sort of events in the summer. Yeah, where we've had a big fundraiser. So. Yeah. We're and that's a big see. social occasion. That's a big well. social occasion. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Whether we're doing another one of those at the moment, I'm not uh, sure. I'm no, still thinking about that. Too busy with yeah, other stuff. Yeah, at the moment. Really. We, yeah. We, certainly for the National Garden Scheme, that is good because it gets lots of people into the garden that haven't been here before, which is great. Yes, and that's the Yellow Book Scheme. That's the Yellow Book Scheme. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. People can pick up copies of the Yellow Book. They can, anywhere, or it's on. It's on. Uh, Online? Yes. Yeah, it's online. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that gives you it's private gardens that open It's private gardens, yes. For charity. And public gardens, and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, but not everybody gets it like you have to be approached, don't you, to open your you garden. You have to be approached. So we had Carol Klein from the BBC came here to interview us and to make sure that our garden was up to standard. Oh goodness. That was all rather nerve wracking. And we they, we were on TV actually. We were on TV about uh-huh. it. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So that was, yeah, yeah that, was, that was all very exciting. I mean, I know you're talking about Carol Klein and whether you're up to scratch. It's really got to be an exceptional garden that's going to keep people interested. Yeah, so you mentioned... So it's quite uh, an honour yeah. to yeah, be yeah. chosen yeah, to Yeah, yeah, it was really great. I mean, it was my aim when I came here yeah. to do that. That's what I wanted oh, right. to do, okay. actually. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, when I came here, I really wanted to open it for the National Garden Scheme. And it was after we'd been here for five years that we did that. that's when the tv program was made i mean it is a program about you know being chosen and whether your garden was up for it and all that so they they came here and and filmed it and uh so yeah that i mean it was my aim and i was really pleased that we got accepted because i mean the garden actually looks much better now than it did in those days but i mean obviously they thought it was okay and yeah there we were on tv so yeah so there's 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 somewhere in the archives there's a tv film about it somewhere yeah marvelous and what's coming up in the future for you? Where do you see Garden House going? Oh, that's an interesting question. Where do in I see it going? Few years. Right, okay. Well, I think that Deborah and I will continue to work together for the next bit and we, we, we certainly want to. Um, we're both retired. retired. Now. We're both retired. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, but we really enjoy being flexible, being able to be flexible. We're yeah. both able to go away when we want now because we both are very supportive of that. So yes. uh, you know, if Deborah wants to go away then I take over and if i do she does so you know it's brilliant yeah. really really supportive relationship yeah um where do i see it going i want to keep doing the friday group definitely because i think it's i really enjoy it myself as well as 
other people hopefully so i want that to keep going mm-hmm. um and i want to keep go- doing you know i want to keep having experts in to come and give talks and things like that we also do lots of um we have wine tastings here and pop-up restaurants and things like that right and we've also had i've got the dementia group here that yes. have been using this garden um a d- dementia group in brighton run by their food partnership and they've been coming here to use to use this garden and they're just they've had a little break and they're coming back again and that's really good i want the garden to be used by people yes it always uh, seems to be full of people yeah, and, and today that. as well yeah, you've got yeah. people in and out all yes, the time yeah it's really nice people it. just come and say they want to come and volunteer and they people come and go yes you know people volunteers come and go they come for a few months or a year or something and then something else happens and yeah. you know but there's always i don't know serendipitous i think they just kind of people just kind of turn up well, There's you one... say that, but I mean, I think it's a matter of if you throw something into the water, all the ripples yeah. go out and touch. Yeah, yeah maybe they touch do. Touch pill, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. what you create, you and you're reap, literally reaping what you yes. sow. Yes, well, it's, we I'm, and I feel we're very lucky to have this space in Brighton. We're really yeah. lucky to have it. Yeah, well, it is you a know, beautiful really space lucky. and well, uh, clearly, yeah. you know bearing fruit after how many i don't know how many years now of hard work we, yeah sorry what date did you say you came in first we've been here for we've been here for 19 years, years so yes. 19 years my goodness yeah so you know yeah. but it is a lifetime's work but it's just a, a, a great pleasure it's a yeah. great pleasure and we're you know and having all these nice people all these people that are enthusiastic and that come here and obviously really get a lot out of it, it gives yeah. me a lot of pleasure as well really you know well i think great. you give a lot of pleasure to people too so well, thank, thank you, you very thank much you. bridge thank for you. letting me come and talk to you That's today it's been lovely oh, really okay. enjoyed it and thank you That's so much pleasure. for yes. all your time That's all right. It's lovely pleasure. happy Maybe gardening information about the garden house and all the brilliant workshops courses and open days they offer go to their website at gardenhousebrighton.co.uk or on instagram at gardenhousebrighton you can also follow me as i continue my monthly podcasting pursuits on instagram at in the weeds with anne thank you very much for listening and see you next time in the weeds